Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the 2 a.m. Conversations, a long distance podcast. This is your 2 a.m. booty call. I'm JR. I'm Amiala. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, bitches. (laughs) All right. Spooky season, baby. Welcome to the spooky season podcast. Spooky season. I'm wearing a spooky little uh, orange sweater. It says Halloween in Hershey, and it's got that little Hershey guy in like a little Dracula outfit. I think he's Dracula. Is, is that he, really like, Dracula? He looks that? like a burglar. He looks like he's about to steal. Yeah, he looks like that burger mascot from from McDonald's. The the hamburglar. Yeah. It's the, kiss- your- <laughs> yeah. the kiss. It's the burglar. kiss burglar. <laughs> yeah, the kiss is cosplaying as the burglar from McDonald's. What an interesting <laughs> sight. Um, Does he steal your kisses? I don't know. Much. Yeah, that doesn't sound but too good. I I do dream about it. Yeah. Oh well, uh, I have something to tell you. Um, he's been stealing <laughs> my kisses too. Ah, oh, shit. Ah, oh, shit. All right. Um, anyway, so I guess what are you drinking tonight? I see it in your I'm hand. Drinking. I'm drinking a cup of blood. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, more no, more commonly known as red wine. Does it have little? Does it have little uh, sickle cell notes? Can you taste the sickle cell? Sickle cell, little iron, little little blood of Jesus action. Ooh, the blood and the body. Yum! So spooky. <laughs> I am. What are you drinking? I am drinking the body, also known as bread, also known as carbs, also known as a lot of sugar in a Smirnoff Ice Triple Black. And I'm just simply sipping, even though these are meant to be chugged, you know? Yeah. Taking, (laughs) I'm chugging my wine and you're sipping your Smirnoff. How the tables have turned. It's opposite day and Halloween. I don't know how that works, (laughs) but that's how it is. It's just we how we make the rules. Also, a little (sighs) disclaimer I had a little bit of, I, I popped my very first bottle of wine. By myself and then i had to take a celebratory drink mm-hmm. so i am a little of bit course. tipsy already um speaking of tipsy but i'm still a functioning human as functioning <laughs> as i was as functioning as you were <laughs> before before i drank yeah <laughs> um let me see speaking of tipsy have you have I ever told you the story of when it was Halloween at the mall when I was 12 and people thought I was a celebrity? Who, Jackie Chan? Are you going to say Jackie Chan? No, you're in no. Who? No, actually not. So it was Halloween. Okay. And mm-hmm. a very popular mm-hmm. thing is to go to the mall because they have a haunted house there, even though it's like a shady mm-hmm. outlet mall type beat. Um, Hmm. But I I thought it was quirky because, you know, I was trying to be a class clown to have a 
a monkey mask. So like a literal mask, like Wait. shaped like a monkey. Okay. Is it like furry or is it just plastic? It's it's furry, so it's furry coming off of it. But the like the nose is the nose, and then the eye holes and the big ears are very uh, plasticky. Was it rubbery. brown or black? Was it a gorilla? Well, no, it was a monkey. It was a chimp. Okay. It was a chimpanzee. Okay. And so I was just, I this was the first time I've ever been a public nuisance. Um, <laughs> so not the first of many. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was the beginning of a nuisancey, but um, mm -hmm. so when I was there, I had a mask on, and then I saw my neighbor who was there, who I used to hang out with, but he's like, uh, like two feet shorter shorter than me at the time, and mm -hmm. so what happened was that no one could recognize me except the parents. So the parents of these kids knew who I was because they knew my mom. Yeah, but the kids didn't know mm -hmm. me. And so I grabbed this tiny ass kid out of the line of the haunted house, put him on my shoulders, and just ran off with him. Oh my god! <laughs> and Why everyone would was like, "Oh my that? god! Oh my god! Did this dude just steal a kid?" And that was the that was like the first time it felt like a "This is a prank, bro" type beat. <laughs> oh my god! Did they? Did you get in trouble, or were you applauded? Was I? Well, I was. I was. Uh, I was not applauded at all. I was. I was regarded mm. as the scum. But anyways, afterward, <laughs> these uh these random people came up to me who were like drunk at off their asses. Like you could smell the alcohol in their breath. And mind you, I was twelve years old mm. at the time. Um, they came up to me and they're like, "Yo, are you that dude from that one music video where they go?" Today I don't feel like doing anything. And then I started singing with them as a 12-year-old child. And I just nodded and went, Yes. Oh <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, I need to take a picture. And then so I took a selfie. So 12-year-old me is in a camera of somebody's phone. Yeah. I wonder if it's their profile picture to I everything. I hope I'm a Facebook memory. <laughs> yeah, I hope you are too. That was yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see your. That was your origin story. Yeah, that was my clout. That was the first time I ever tasted <laughs> clout. And you, you can't, you couldn't get enough. I can't. I'm addicted. <sighs> um, speaking of um childhood nuisances. Yeah, well, I wasn't a nuisance. My I mother. I don't think so. Well, yeah, I kind of kept to myself, but I also tried to be funny, but also in like a non-nuisancey way. Um, mm -hmm. But this that that doesn't connect to what I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I used to not like how ketchup smelled. I mean, I still don't. Ketchup smells like ass, but it, the origins. <laughs> The origin story of that is that I, my mom kind of decides the costumes that I wear every year. Oh, no. <laughs> and um, she, like, made me into, like, the zombie bride or whatever. And it Cute. was... Cute. Yeah. And it needed, like, blood, like, fake blood. But we didn't have any blood. So... Oh. Um, my mother being so creative she um 
She mixed a little bit of ketchup, a little bit of powder, stirred that shit together, just just smeared it all over my face. I can still smell it to this day. And it makes me want to vomit. Imagine walking around with just like crusty ketchup on your face. Just smelling that vinegar (laughs) foot type smell. Oh my god, I can't. Oddly enough, dried ketchup has a different smell than wet ketchup. <laughs> that I can vouch for that. I walked around the whole night with dried ketchup on my face oh, on, on purpose. I couldn't imagine. I don't want to imagine. God. Terrible. Oh, fuck. Um. Damn. Um. Whoa. Ew, nasty. <laughs> um, is is there any comments before we move on to the next segment of our show tonight? I think we are good. I think we need to we need to up up our spooky game. That was those anecdotes were spooky, but yeah, we're about very to get spookier. We're about to get scary in here. Um. Okay. So, what me and my lovely co-host Amiela have decided to do today is that we have gone back to our roots of 2013, little Tumblr coding kids, to um searching creepypasta.org for some scary stories. Creepypasta. <laughs> so basically, tonight we have two. Kind of pretty long stories, and then we have a nice short one to round it off, unlike last time when we were just kind of erratically just <laughs> trying to tell a story and criticize <laughs> it. I mean, okay, so we should we still rate it is the question. Of, of course. Of course. Okay. We still got to rate it our Travis Scott's out of Travis Scott's. All right. I see you've changed, <laughs> I see you've changed your drink. Yeah, well, I just... I just chugged the last Smirnoff. I am drinking Twisted Tea. If they would like to sponsor this podcast, I'd love that. <laughs> That'd be fucking I... awesome. Speaking of uh, um sponsorship, I ordered <laughs> all my wine from firstleaf.com. They were doing a little sale, six six wine bottles for um oh. wine bottles for thirty dollars. So I copped I copped them. Do you hear that first leaf? <laughs> come on first leaf come give just me gave you wine. a whole ad they gave you a whole ad for free we're so good at it we have like 23 listeners but we're so good at telling people to buy stuff and you know our demographics say that they're above 21 so, so come on <laughs> come on first leaf i know um. you want some of this <laughs> all right so you can go first, my love, and right. let's get let's get this party started. Let's get this party started. Ah, oh, creepy pasta website brings me back memories of me crouched in my bedroom, just like Russian in the dark, experiment. just in the dark, looking through the He's like, yeah, the expressionless. I want to kiss Jeff the Killer <laughs> so bad. Oh my god! All right, so I have selected. A uh, creepy pasta for you. One of the top ones, actually, and it's called okay. Robert the Doll. It's based on true events, which is what true. Drew, drew me in. It mm. was <laughs> 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 sounded like Scooby Doo. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> um, yeah, it was posted 2011, and here we go. <clears throat> also doing my voice again. Of course. In the late 1800s, Thomas Otto and his family moved into a mansion at the corner of Eaton and Simonton Streets in Key West, Florida, now known as the Artist House. The Ottos were known to be stern with their servants, sometimes even mistreating them. It was the treatment of one such Haitian servant that provides a twist in the story. Wait, how do you pronounce Haitian? Haitian. 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 There you go. All right. To look out. This, this woman was hired to take care of their son, Robert. One day, Mrs. Otto supposedly witnessed her practicing black magic in their yard and fired her. Before she left, the woman gave Robert a lifelike doll, which stood three feet tall, had buttons for eyes, human hair, believed to be Robert's, and was filled with straw. Giving me a little Coraline vibes. Yeah, a little bit with human hair. Shushman. Shushman. All right. Dolls that resembled children were not unheard of during this time, but this one proved to be special. Robert named the doll after himself and often dressed it in his clothes. Robert the doll became his trustworthy companion. Damn, what a whoa, loser. <laughs> whoa, 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 wait. How did he find clothes? I have that, no like, fucking clue. He's like, here's my drip. Steal my drip, <laughs> doll. <laughs> I think maybe he like, maybe, yeah, it's three foot tall unless Robert is three foot tall. Is he a child? I guess so. I mean, I don't. Th I mean, is it trying to say that it dressed him up in like his own clothes that he wasn't wearing, or did he have matching fits with his doll? You know what I'm saying? It just says he dressed it in his clothes. Yeah, no, that's that's a really <laughs> that's damn weird. Damn, get a life. Damn, stop making your own clothes for a doll. Yeah. Um. All right. Where were we? Yeah. He took it with him on shopping trips into town. The doll had yeah. a... <laughs> Again, what a loser. What a loser. <laughs> the doll had a seat at the dinner table where Robert would loser. sneak in... <laughs> would sneak in bites of food when his what? parents weren't looking. You're wasting good food, buddy. Wait, how would he do that? Would he just stuff it inside his doll face? Inside his doll ass? Inside the little <laughs> his crack in his ass? ass. <laughs> like come eat this robert <laughs> he's just living vicariously he just wants food stuck up his ass yeah anyway um robert would even be tucked into bed with the boy at night soon this innocent relationship took on a strange nature <gasps> this is wait be... are they about to fuck <laughs> that's is what gonna i was fuck thinking himself? we're going to hell he's totally gonna um, fuck himself literally he's gonna fuck himself well, he's a little kid. Maybe we shouldn't do that. I don't know. Kids are pretty sexual. Speak for yourself, child. Um, <laughs> soon after, Robert chose to be referred to by his middle name, Jean, after being scolded by his mother. He told her that Robert was a doll's name, not his. Jean was hurt. Jean was often heard in his toy room, having conversations with Robert. Jean would say something in this childish manner and responses could be heard 
Oh, in his childish manner, and responses could be heard in a much lower voice. Sometimes, Jean would become very agitated, worrying the servants and his mother. She would, on occasion, burst in to find her son cowering in a corner, while Robert sat perched in the chair or on the bed glaring at him. This was only mm. the beginning. Ooh, it's getting a little creepy. Ooh. Household objects would be found thrown across the room. Jean's toys turned up mutilated, and giggling could be heard. Whenever these unusual acts took place, Jean always said, Robert did it! The boy took the punishment, but always insisted that the blame was Robert's. As the, mischief <laughs> as the mischief grew, more and more servants took their leave as new ones were hired. The Otto's relatives felt it was time to do something. With a recommendation of a great aunt, Jean's parents removed Robert from his care and placed him in a box in the attic. This is where he resided for many years. After the death of his father, Jean was willed his boyhood home. He decided to live in the Victorian mansion with his new wife. Jean had become an artist and felt the house was spacious and would provide a place for him to paint. He went to the attic and dusted off his childhood toy. He became attached to the doll despite his wife's displeasure. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Her dips. Jean would Her take the doll along with him everywhere they went. <laughs> He's like, damn, give me attention. This doll has been. He's like, um, does you spend more time with your doll <laughs> than you do with me? My pussy is dry. <laughs> Come to bed with me some days, baby. <laughs> You're always with that Robert person. Why do you keep bringing the doll into our bedroom? Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, where was I? All right. Jean would take the doll along with him everywhere they went. He even sat in his favorite little chair while Jean and his wife slept nearby. We, we called it. Yeah. The turret room became Robert's domain after Mrs. Otto moved him back to the attic. Their marriage slowly became sour until Mrs. Otto supposedly went insane and died Damn. of unknown reasons. That doll Jean is a homewrecker. <laughs> Robert supposedly attacked people, sometimes locking them in the attic. People who passed by claimed to hear evil laughter coming from the turret room. For some time, Robert remained in the empty house by himself until a new family purchased the mansion and restored it. The doll was once again moved to the attic. This pleased it as much as the last time. The doll was often found throughout the house. On one certain night, Robert was found at the foot of the owner's bed, giggling with a kitchen knife in hand. This was enough to send them fleeing from their home. Robert was later moved to the East Martello Museum in Key West, where he sits perched in a glass box. Despite his new living quarters, the doll is believed to not have given up his menacing ways. Visitors and employees claim they have seen the doll move. His smile has been known to turn into a scowl. One employee cleaned Robert, turned off the lights, and left for the night. The next day, he returned to find lights turned on, Robert sitting in a different position than the night before. 
and a fresh layer of dust on his shoes. Some say he'll even curse you. If you want to take a picture of him, you must ask politely. He'll tilt his head in permission. However, what? He's a celebrity? <laughs> yeah, like, he's yes, in a you museum. May take a selfie. You may take a selfie with me. <laughs> he's in a museum. I wonder how he um how he decides who can take a picture of him though. Yeah, do you think do you think Robert the Doll is just a little asshole who's like a, who's very selective? He just chooses like, yeah. the hot girls and the yeah, hot he's boys. Like, yeah, and so when like some dusty dude comes in, he's like, "Oh, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> However, if he doesn't, and you take the pictures anyway, a curse will befall upon you and anyone who accompanied you to the museum. The same will happen if you make fun of him. To this day. Robert remains at the East Martello Museum in his sailor suit, clutching his stuffed lion, continuing his menacing ways. I didn't know he was wearing a sailor suit. This just makes everything that, so yeah, funny that's, now. I thought he was like in a regular suit, like, like a, a little like Catholic like <laughs> uniform. What the fuck? He looks like Donald Duck yeah, in that fucking like, case. I thought he was in a suit. <laughs> yeah, that's what, like the dummy he's, from Goosebumps. He's holding a lion. I this is there's a lot of oh visual God, things missing even... out from this story. <laughs> it's so stupid. He's like the same will happen to you if you make fun of him. Okay, all okay. I'm getting all I'm getting from this is that you're a pussy bitch. <laughs> Come here, Popeye. <laughs> Hello, picon. Oh. <laughs> oh. Was that the end of the story? That was the end of the story. No way. There was it was. What? It has a rating of 8.58 out of 10. How little Donald Duck head ass in the little glass case. Come at me, I, dude. I thought it was lame, and I rated it a 2 out of 10. That's a solid 2 out of 11, Travis Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not even as had, good as a 2 out of 10. Your Virgo ass just had to top, top it. No, I just had to. I just had to crush him. I had to crush that little, you know, sailor boy, that little Sinbad little boy sailor. down. Mm-hmm. Oh, sailor! Little pussy bitch. Little pussy boy. Little pussy. Just <laughs> <laughs> making fun of a doll in a glass. Case. Oh, dude, we should. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Dude, we're we're fucking criticizing his fit right now. Where does he live? Where is this? The Martello Museum? Did they say where it was? That sounds made up. You're in a made up museum, dude. <laughs> hey, can we stop making fun of him? I'm really scared now. He's in Florida. That makes it even funnier. <laughs> dude, you're in Florida, bro. <laughs> Florida doll eats face. Bruh. Oh, no. Bruh. Okay, we need to stop making fun of him. I'm too okay. scared. Yeah, we'll stop. We'll stop messing with we'll stop messing with Donald Duck over there. We love you, Robert. Donald love, Duck. Love you, Robert, also known as Rob, also known as Bob. Bob the Doll. <laughs> Bob the Builder. Bob the Bob the Builder. Um <laughs> all, right. all right. We're ready to do the next one. Mm-hmm. I'm ready right. to move on. Yeah, so Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up the short story this time to balance it out with a medium length. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so this one's called Swap. Ready? <laughs> uh huh. 
My legs and torsos are bound by a series of buckled leather straps. The mask lets me breathe, but I'm unable to call for help. My <laughs> That's how I feel secure. in my mask. <laughs> COVID season. My arms are secured at the elbow and wrist. The only thing my hands can reach is the combination lock dangling at my waist. I click it shut. We are go for launch. Now I close my eyes and I focus. Calm. Focus. I remember shaking his hand. That's key. It doesn't work without some past physical contact. I've never figured out why. She introduced us at the office Christmas party she dragged me to. He seemed like a nice enough guy. I remember joking that the two of them would make a good-looking couple. Just as funny as it was then. Focus! I remember the handshake. Remember the face. Focus on the face. Find the face. There. Oh God. I have it. Now, turn it around. A familiar wave rushes through me, and when I open my eyes, I'm no longer bound to my safety board I am sitting. Hey, are you okay? She asked, <laughs> her hand on his forearm. You look like you're about to pass out. Candlelight. Dinner table. Steak. Baked potato. Broccoli. Red wine. <laughs> baked wow, potato. What, a, what a plain selection we got going on I here. Know. I, we know they're white people. <laughs> A man cooked this. How romantic. A man. A man cooked this. <laughs> Working the body. A man. <laughs> a man. Of Working course, the... a man would cook baked potato and broccoli. <laughs> it's, it's the simplest. You just boil the broccoli. <laughs> I bet he bake... didn't even put salt. No, there was no mention of salt. God, no seasoning at all. <laughs> that's, that's a scary part. That's this is the scariest part of this creepypasta. There's no seasoning in this meal. Mm -mm. Anyways, working the body is always an awkward proposition during the first minute or so. So I don't stand up right away. Instead, I look at her and smile his smile. Yeah, no, I'm I'm fine. I'm just I was somewhere else for a moment. I'm sorry. I really am fine. She withdraws slightly at the sound of his voice, so I take her hand in his and offer a chuckle she doesn't quite return. She looks concerned. I remember that look well. I stand gingerly and step behind gingerly. her chair. <laughs> His smile still in place, her eyes following then closing. I stand behind her and place his hand on her shoulders, kneading them lightly as she purrs with approval. I bend slowly, wrap my arms around her, and embrace her from behind. His cheek against hers, I can smile her face, She's closed her eyes. I whisper, I love you. She breathes in deeply, happily. I take the snake knife from the table and drive it into the left <gasps> side of her neck, tearing what it across her throat as hard as I can. What the fuck? She, she thuds to the table and drains. I prefer not to watch. <gasps> I toss the knife onto the table and wipe his hands on his pants. What I have the, the luxury fuck? of not worrying about the crime scene. <laughs> I don't know where it's going. I don't know if I'm just drunk or if this is the part of the twist. I slip him into his jacket, mindful to avoid any glance at the wall mirror next to his coat rack and walk out of the apartment, down the stairs and out through the foyer into a light of flurry snow. I turn right. It takes less than two minutes to find a police officer. I grin and hold out red stained hands. Got him. Got the police. Fuck him. Fuck the police. Uh, hi, I just killed my girlfriend. I what casually turn and put his hands behind his back. 
As the handcuffs tighten on his wrist, I close his eyes and think about my room hard. I feel his knees give out. The light is familiar now. My arms and chest ache where he fought the straps. Ow. I guess he made quite a go of it. Not surprising, having suddenly found him here, bound, unable to speak. But still, ow. I expect what he's enjoying the, the cuffs. I dial the combination, release myself from the straps, strip off the mask, and dismantle the safety board from the wall bracket. As I stow away the board in the attic, I begin rehearsing for tomorrow's performance. What the fuck? So this is Yo. like... Wait, I thought... I thought she went to the police and then she was like, I killed my boyfriend. Oh, okay. So what I'm getting from this is that I guess he has this circuit board that can swap places with people. <gasps> oh. And then he shit. killed his girlfriend and turned himself in and then re-swapped back. Holy shit. Ooh, fuck. Big That's fuck. I need to pour myself another glass of wine. Yeah, you know what? Let's 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 pour another drink and then you know what? We'll come back to the next story right after the break. All right. All righty. Listen to you, that. You hear that glug glug glug? Glug 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 up on this brain. That was a f I'll give that a 7 out of 10. Solid 7. I'll give mm -hmm. that I'll give that a 7. I agree. That was mm -hmm. a mind fuck for you. Yeah. All anyway, right. I'm sure we'll <laughs> get more. We'll get better ratings the next the next time. Let's get that 10 out of 10. We'll be right back with the 2 a.m. Conversations podcast. See ya. Okay, hey guys, welcome back. Hey. Poured a little glass of wine. We're back. We're back in the game, baby. Back to tell some spooky dookie dookie dookies. It's a lot of dookies. Big old dookies. I have diarrhea. I thought you had constipation. Uh, both. It's a balance. So it's pretty healthy. <laughs> it's never in the middle. You know, I either hold it in or let it all out. Mm -hmm. I envy you. Um, all right. I'm going to read my short story now. The length Let's is short. Yeah. So this is called Lost Twin, The Game. By Anonymous. Game. You lost the game. <clears throat> This is a game where the participants get the chance to meet the twin they've never known in life. It's a simple game to play, but the repercussions can be overwhelming. The twin is a reflection of who you really are, not who you pretend to be. If you're a genuinely good person, your twin encounter will be pleasant and gratifying. But if you're a bad person, someone who bullies, lies, steals, cheats, manipulates, or hurts other people then your experience will be dark and painful. In order to play the game, you require the following. An empty closet, a lit candle, and a mirror. To start the mirror, any size will do. On the wall, in the closet, be sure to hang in on the wall across from the closet door so the door is being reflected when closed. 
with a candle already lit, walk into the closet and shut the door behind you. First of all, this is like a fire hazard already. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of regulations <laughs> being broken right now. <laughs> um, anyway, um, look at the mirror. You'll see a reflection of yourself and the closed door. Knock on the mirror twice, just as if you're trying to knock on the closet door. Blow out the candle and knock on the mirror two more times. You'll hear the closet door open but the door behind you is still shut. Next, you'll hear breathing. The game has begun. In a calm voice, greet your twin with a simple hello and wait for the response. Afterward, ask a simple yes or no question. They will answer. <laughs> what if you ask like a stupid ass question? They yeah. will answer. Do you fart? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> good people receive a kind hello in return for their greeting ask your question and you answer will be whispered back to you shortly after a sense of warmth and comfort will overcome the player the sound of a door shutting will signal the end of the game as your twin has made contact passed on their message and left the closet bad people will receive an angry animalistic snarl in response if you try to ask a question, you will be answered with scratches or bites from your twin. That's just rude. Yeah, fucking asshole. <laughs> if I'm an asshole, I guess I guess I deserve to be treated like an asshole, you know? Oh my god. A bone-chilling cold will fill the closet, and a sense of impending doom will bring about an unshakable feeling of dread that will linger for hours. You'll hear the sound of the closet door slamming shut, and the mirror will fall off the wall, shattering into pieces. When you leave the closet, be sure to take the mirror with you, intact or broken. <laughs> That's There's so many things wrong with this. Yes, pick up broken glass <laughs> and cut your fingers. You deserve it, you asshole. If you leave the mirror behind, you'll be plagued by your twin's voice calling out to you and knocking on walls until you remove the mirror. This game reveals a lot about a person's soul. Player, be well. Beware. Be well. Beware. <laughs> be well. Be well because you're going to break. You're going to cut your hands on glass. First of all, I just want to say that I think this was written by a six by a 13 year old. This does sound like a like a middle school game like Bloody Mary or something. Right. You know what I mean? Uh. <laughs> Also, I it didn't. I kind of fixed some of them, but there was a lot of run-ons. If you saw this, you would be like, "Comma splice, comma splice." Oh wow, so, wow, calm major over here, <laughs> the lit expert. Look at you. Calm majors are the dumbest people on earth. That's uh, speaking from a calm major. But, but they're also pretty smart I, because they know how to network. I. I don't. I'm a con major, and I don't know how to network. But what was I? What what I was saying was that con majors, myself, are pretty dumb. But I could see that this was very not good, goodly written. It wasn't. It wasn't good writ. It wasn't good right. You know. <laughs> it wasn't good right. A for effort, but bad right. <laughs> bad right. A for yeah. effort. I give that a zero out good? of ten. Zero out of I, ten. Wow, harsh. This is a thirteen-year-old. If, 
Fuck that ter- thirteen year old. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck them kids. <laughs> fuck them kids. Um, the children are our future, but fuck them kids. Fuck them kids on creepypasta.org. What are you doing here? <laughs> Go do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, do you do you think your twin would be a shithead? Do you think you're gonna get growled at, or do you think you get a good bro, one? If I had like a twin that I summoned and. It would be like it would cause the plague. It would cause like the end of the Jesus world. Jesus Christ! I'm just like a terrible person. Like there's oh. so many bad things about me that I'm just gonna create a like a giant monster. I'm gonna create. I don't think so. I'm gonna create the black hole, like the, <laughs> you know that thing that scientists keep trying to discover in the space. Like it's just yeah. like a what's it called? The black black hole. No. <laughs> black mamba dark dark matter i am the dark oh, matter I, I don't think so i think i think black holes too far i think atom bomb is more at the level we're talking about here. yeah as for I th- me i think i am the i am the dark matter <laughs> i think you're not i think, I think mine would just i think you think you're worse than you actually are i think my twin is gonna look just like me and act like me and then that's just the embodiment of evil. You know what? If we're going to be honest, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm just being honest. I think if you had a twin... Are you vaping? No. Are you vaping right now? No, I just found this I'm... pop bar. You're... <laughs> okay, I'm changing my answer. You are the dark matter. <laughs> 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 I am the dark matter. No, but what I was I saying is that your twin would be like, would be like, um, like an annoying YouTuber. What's his name? Hey, what's up, you guys? Yes. Um. No, what? listen. Like, what's his name? The guy who got Ooh. arrested. He went to like the Japanese suicide forest. Oh, Logan Paul. Yeah, your twin would no be the way. exact replica yeah, of Logan man. Paul. I don't think it's that. You know, well, I guess that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Fair assessment. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> All right. Go, go vape your little weed pen. My weed pen? That is not weed. It's lychee flavored. Lychee flavored weed? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here is the next story it is called 6302967536 all right too much numbers already 0 out of 10 i love math um all right <laughs> i love math i'm sure all i'm sure that all of you on r/no sleep are used to the cry for help type stories by now help me help me blah 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 i won't bore you with another even if I wanted your help, you couldn't give it to me because your help is useless. Why? Damn. Because you're not a member. I just wish oh, that shit. I wasn't either. He said I, He said members only. That's what he just <laughs> said right what now. What an elitist. Elitist. It all started innocently enough with a phone call. I'd been up for a few hours unpacking and cleaning, waiting for the plumber to call. I just moved into a cabin and the contractors fucked everything up. Because of that, I now have the wonderful task of making calls to competent people that can fix what the original contractors did wrong. Wow, what a... He really is an elitist right now. Yeah, he's being a little bitch boy. Little entitled asshole. 
The phone rang at 12.06 a.m. or p.m. <laughs> Not bad, I thought. <laughs> Usually plumbers don't call to don't bother to call or show up until five. When I pick up the phone, I didn't even get a chance to say hello before a woman on the line told me to please hold for the next available operator. I hopped up and sat on the cabinet in the kitchen. It was one of the few places in the cabin not occupied by boxes. Elevator music leaked into my ears. I started to drowse off when the music stopped and piano chord that sounded like it was three notes didn't quite go together played through the receiver twice. A voice came on the line. Welcome to Booth World Industries. My name is... Oh, my name is Samantha. I will be your operator today. Name? I didn't know what to say, so I told the operator my name. Sir, we know who you are. I'm your operator. Please give me a name to access. I don't understand, I said. It can be anyone, sir. We just need a name. Uh, okay, I said. I made up a name. Harold Withers. Sir, as your operator, I must point out that <laughs> fictitious names or the names of people that you don't know cannot be used. Used for what? I asked. How had she known that I'd made up that name? That whole thing felt like it was some sort of prank, but hardly anyone knew my phone, new phone number. Remodeling. Remodeling? Is this the plumber? I asked. Welcome to Booth World Industries. My name is Samantha, and I will be your operator today. Name? I took that as a yes and gave them the name of, my, of an old ex-girlfriend. Jessica Goodwin. I could hear the clicking of the keyboard on the other end of the phone. It sounded like the woman was pounding the thing with her fist. After Jesus. a few moments of this, she returned. Yeah. Jessica Goodwin, she said. Remodeling is scheduled for August 21st, 2015. Would you like to reschedule? I was silent on my side of the phone. I couldn't believe this. Someone had to be playing a prank on me. Who is this? Is this you, Jessica? Are you playing a, pr a prank on me? I asked. The woman didn't respond for a long time. I thought that whoever was on the other end of the phone was holding in a laugh. Hello? I asked. Yes or no, sir? The woman asked back. Yes. Oh, yes, I said, <laughs> not understanding what the woman was asking. I have a Tuesday appointment available. Will that work? At this point, I thought I was going insane and that it actually was the plumbing company. What about today? I asked. Do you have anything available for today? Normally, we can't arrange you for a reschedule on such short notice, but today we had a cancellation. How does three o'clock work for you? Three o'clock is fine, I said. Three o'clock it is, then. Would you like a courtesy call? Sure. Wonderful. We have Booth World Industries say thanks, and welcome to the club. You have a marvelous day. That strange chord played again twice. And the line went dead. I rolled my eyes and went back to unpacking. My phone rang at 3 o'clock on the dot that afternoon. Hello? I said. <sighs> Sir, this is Samantha with Booth World Industries again. Your courtesy call begins now. What do you... I began to say, but was cut off by those diminished chords blaring into my ear. Ding dong! Then I heard Je Jessica's voice. Why are you doing this? Jessica asked. I could hear the cheers in her voice. Jessica, I asked. Sir, the operator said. She cannot hear you. This is a courtesy call. The appointment has already concluded. Please, 
Jessica begged. Please don't do this. I'll do anything you want and I'll... Jessica's voice choked off into a wheeze and all I could hear on the other end of the phone was the rustling of clothing and more wheezing. Jesus Eventually Christ. it stopped and someone picked up on the other end. The scheduled work has been completed, a man said. We at Booth World Industries say thanks and welcome to the club. You have a marvelous day. Sir? The operator came back online. Was that your satisfaction? I sat there for a long time, cold sweat dripping down my ribcage. Jessica was my ex because I walked in on her and my best friend fucking at a party in high school. I smiled and whispered, that was perfect. Wonderful, the operator said. We have Booth World Industries aim to serve. Would you like to make another appointment? As I stared at the water leaking from the door of the dishwasher, I smiled even bigger. Yes, I said. Yes, I would. Name? Dan. I don't have a last name. He's a contractor. Dan Arantiaba. July 13th, 2032. Would you like to reschedule? Yes, I said. How would Wednesday work for you? Didn't you say you had a Tuesday appointment available, I asked? I did, but unfortunately that slot has been filled by another member. Would Wednesday work for you? No, I said. I have a job interview that day. What about Thursday? Unfortunately, Thursday will not work. You are due for remodeling Wednesday night. What? I asked. She repeated the exact same thing to me. Can we reschedule my remodeling? Of course we can, sir, the woman said. It sounded like she was smiling on the other end of the phone. How do you know the way? What? How do you know if someone is smiling on the other end? Yeah, it's like, is it like this or like this? Because I'm, I'm like, you know. I'm just confused. <laughs> I waited for her to tell me how. She didn't speak. How? I asked. The World Industries is always looking to add new members. We are, of course, a membership by invitation only club. Sadly, our membership numbers have been fallen in recent years. Economic recessions, war, politics. What would we like? you to do in order to avoid your own remodeling appointment is to help us add several new members the light at the end of the tunnel i thought how many members do you need i asked one thousand i choked <laughs> one thousand yes sir otherwise we'll have to keep our scheduled appointment we must inform you that the member that scheduled this appointment didn't request a did request a courtesy call everything stopped at that point for me all my life, I just skated by, not doing anything, not making a difference. My mouth actually dried up. I'd always thought that this was just a thing people wrote in books to be dramatic. It's not. I'll get you your 1,000 members, I whispered. We at Booth World Industries say thanks and welcome to the club. You have a marvelous day. The connection ended. I hung up the phone and stared at it for a long time. I'm scheduled for remodeling on Wednesday, and somewhere someone will just be getting a courtesy call to listen to my last few breaths if I don't get 1,000 members to join Booth World Industries. It's funny. I'd always wanted to join an elite club, Skull and Bones, New World Order. I'm not sure how I got in, but now I'm a member. I've got until Wednesday to enjoy it. Like I said at the beginning, even if I wanted your help, you couldn't give it to me because you're not a member. Membership is by invitation only. I'm inviting you in. You can help me. Just call 630-296-7536. Beyond.
Jesus Christ. I wonder what 630 is, what state it is. Yeah, what is that? What's the area I'm trying code to for search that? it. If it's Florida, I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> it's Maryland. <laughs> Are you it's being a... dead ass, dude? I'm being dead ass. Dude, oh my god, you have a cult in your fucking state, dude. Phone area code. Let me check again. <laughs> You're just re-googling it. Yeah, it's like it's okay. So it's like Maryland and West Chicago. Um, let's let it be Chicago. <laughs> let's just let it be Chicago. You get deep dish and cults tonight. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm scared. Yeah, this is this one was pretty rough. This is not r slash short scary stories. This is not yeah, wholesome was, ghost. It is just terrible people. This is scary. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> I am too. Are we part of the cult now? Uh, no, we didn't join. But he's inviting us. So oh yeah, know. he's inviting okay. us. We can just reject or accept. It's like a Facebook request. We could leave it here. I see. All right. Um. So, I guess I'll move on. Oh, well, okay. What are we rating that as? I would give it a solid seven out of ten. Nothing too special, but you know, it was it was pretty decent in like narrative, I guess, like progression of the story yeah. and like discovering I'll what's give it going a, on. I'll give it a seven point five. Oh wow, nice! I think like compared to the last one I read, that was like yeah. way better written. It just had like a good. Good, yeah, it had good oh. pacing, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I think like, we're getting pretty far ahead from Donald Duck Boy. Exactly. I really enjoyed the fact that um, it started the way it ended, kind of. Yeah, no, I like that. I like the par not parallel, the symmetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll move on. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of wary about this one. It. Now that I realize it has a good rating, but there's only two comments and they were like, this is okay, but I was not <laughs> happy with it. This is okay. Um, should I go with a slightly longer story or should I go with this story? Um, so far, we're at about 50 minutes, I guess. So uh, it's up to you. I mean, you know, we've been making pretty long podcasts recently. Um. Okay, I think I'm going to go with a short one. I think that, that one was too much. Um, yeah. Okay. So this is called Why I Didn't Shower for 21 Years. Ooh. I have nightmares where I'm trapped in a shower. The drain is plugged and the water won't stop pouring down on me. Water rises to my ankles, to my waist, and then over my head. The shower curtain turns to glass and my screams turn to gargles. A dark figure presses its face against the glass on the other side, and it watches me. I plead, but it won't let me out. I swallow water and flail helplessly in my glass coffin. I wake up, gagging. I know where the nightmare came from. I never have to dig deep. The incident is never far from my subconscious. Finding it is easy. Getting over it is not. 
It was the summer of my 12th birthday when the Hudsons moved in across the street. Three people, one of them a really old woman. She was a tiny, frail skeletal almost. Thin white hair, faded blue flowery dress. Her head hung from her neck and it wobbled as the man pushed her up a makeshift wheelchair ramp into into the house. At the time, I couldn't figure out if she was alive or dead. A few minutes later, she appeared in an upstairs window, sitting in her wheelchair. She was directly facing my bedroom, and I cautiously peered out from behind my curtains. Her head was upright now, and she stared at me. Excuse me. (laughs) Scary. (laughs) Just stared without moving her head an inch. I closed my drapes. For days, she sat at the window. She watched the cars putter down our suburban road and gazed at the neighborhood kids scurrying through their yards. I never saw anyone else in the room. Never saw her move from that wheelchair. At night, I'd nervously peek through the crack in my drapes. Her silhouette was still in the window, lights off, staring out into the darkness at my bedroom. I couldn't tell, but I knew she was watching me. The stories about her cropped up pretty quick amongst my friends in the neighborhood. That she was a witch. That she was just a doll. That she was actually dead. But I knew she wasn't dead. Sure, I never saw her move from that window, not once, and I never saw her head turn, but I felt her eyes move as they studied me. I could feel her watching me, all alone in my bedroom in the middle of the night, with my drapes firmly shut. I'd wake up and shudder. Her eyes were on me. I just knew it. I began sleeping on the floor. The lower I was, the better. Maybe she couldn't see me if I was on the floor. I told my parents that the old woman across the street was creeping me out. I pleaded with them to talk to the Hudsons and ask them to move her to a room without a window. They laughed and told me to let her live out her twilight years in peace. She was just watching the street, they said, and that probably made her feel happy and younger. Are you just going to stick... Are you just going to stick me in a windowless room when I'm an old lady? (laughs) My mom laughed. Remind me to move in with your sister when I'm in a wheelchair. Her mom was a her mom was Was a a cheerleader before. That's her backstory. Yeah, of course. Yeah, she's a valley girl. Um, a week later, there was some commotion at the Hudson's. I watched from her bedroom window as the man ran out of the house and opened up the double doors of his van. He jogged inside, and he reappeared minutes later, pushing the old woman in her wheelchair down the ramp. She looked frailer than before. She couldn't have weighed more than 70 pounds. Her head was flung to the side, resting on her shoulder. Her body jostled in the wheelchair. But her eyes never left me. Watched me the whole time. The man picked her up and placed her in the car. He folded the wheelchair and stuffed it in the trunk. He quickly hopped into the driver's seat. The younger woman pounced into the passenger seat and the man put his foot to the pedal. The old woman's limp head still faced me. It bobbled up and down as the van reversed down the driveway. I studied her face. It was expressionless, emotionless. Her tongue slightly hung from the right side of her mouth. But her eyes... 
her eyes were on mine, and they stayed on me. The van accelerated down the street, and it was gone. My parents heard the news that afternoon from the neighbors. The old woman's condition was getting worse, and the Hudsons had taken her to some sort of home. She wouldn't be coming back. I went straight to my bedroom, and I looked across the street. I smiled. Her window was finally empty. The Hudsons didn't come back the next day. No van. The night I looked out towards the old woman's window, there was no one there. No wheelchair, but the bedroom light was on. I remember telling my dad I thought it was strange, and he shrugged and said, Must be on some sort of timer or something. (laughs) He's he's from Midwest. He's from Transylvania. Um, (laughs) Yeah. He's Dracula. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night and nervously peered out my bedroom window. That bedroom light was still on. It suddenly flicked off and I ducked below my window frame. I slowly rose and looked out, expecting to see the silhouette of that tiny, skeletal being. I watched for ten minutes, pinching and straining my eyes. The lights quickly flickered on and then off again. I slept on the floor again, clutching my pillow close. I had a late baseball practice the next evening. When I got home, my house was empty. My parents were at my little sister's foot softball game. I headed to the shower to rinse off. Oh man, I lost it. Okay. About three minutes into my shower, I felt cold. The hot steam was escaping the bathroom somehow, which didn't make sense because I had shut the door. I wiped the shampoo from my eyes, turned my head, and I heard a strange noise that would haunt me in my nightmares for years. The metal rings of the shower curtain being dragged across the shower rod. Someone was slowly opening the curtain. The shampoo stung my eyes, and through the stinging, I saw a dark figure behind the curtain. Long, pale, bony fingers gripped the curtain as it slowly opened. I instinctively backed up in the shower, and the curtain opened completely. There stood the old woman. I must have only looked at her once, maybe two seconds, but at, the time, but at that moment, time stood still. All these years later, I can still draw you a vivid picture of the horrifying image in front of me. Disheveled white hair, crazy in her eyes, bones jutting out from under her stretched skin, stark naked, blotchy skin, warts all over her body, skinny breasts hanging to her waist, hair where where I didn't know people could grow hair. Like where? She smiled grotesquely, and I felt the shower tile against my back and the hot water pound my face. In her other hand, the old woman held a letter opener. August, she mumbled. August, August, August. I leaped past her, (laughs) knocking her tiny... (laughs) She said August, if you didn't... Um, I leaped past her, knocking her tiny body to the floor. I ran downstairs naked and sopping wet. In my panic, I somehow remembered I was nude, and I yanked a pair of shorts out of my hamper in the laundry room, sending the hamper crashing to the floor. I hightailed it on foot down the street, eventually winding up at my friend's house. When the police arrived, they found the old woman, crumpled to a heap in the bathroom. The shower was still running. The policemen were really nice to me, admiring me for my bravery. I told them what she said to me, August, and asked if they knew what she had meant. 
It will be August in a few days, one of them shrugged. You can never fully understand old and crazy sun. <laughs> the Hudsons sun. only came to our street once. This is actually pretty long. Are you kidding me? It's almost done, though. The Hudsons came to our street once more to retrieve their stuff. The for sale sign was up in days. My mom told me they couldn't face the neighbors for what happened. Apparently, they had taken the old woman, the man's mother, to a special home downstate. Somehow, someway, the, man, the woman managed to escape the home and caught a bus back to our town. It never quite made sense to me. She was so old, so frail, so helpless. She could barely move those weeks she lived in the house. How did she manage to trail hundreds of miles on her own? But what that... But that's what makes your shower dangerous. Oh, wait. Anyway, you can imagine what this did to me. I didn't shower for 21 years. I took baths, which I suppose aren't that different. It's still a tub and it involves hot soapy water. But a shower with its close curtain, water peppering the tub floor and stream and steam climbing the walls. You get lost in your own head in the shower. Thoughts consume you and it feels utterly safe. For a few minutes, you are alone from the world. It's your own private misty kingdom. But that's what makes a shower dangerous. You're exposed. A few months ago, something inside me clicked. I felt the urge to re-examine the incident. It was almost like a voice in my head was telling me to do it. My head wanted closure. I spent hours on online one night trying to track down any information on the Hudsons and the old woman. I finally found out what she was looking for. An obituary for the old woman. She had died four years ago. Somehow, the walking skeleton hadn't checked out for another 15 years. The obituary photo was a black and white picture from when she was a young man. It was a photo of her and her deceased husband on their wedding day. His name was August, and he looked exactly like me. Oh, I closed uh... the browser and stared at my computer desktop for 10 years. It finally made sense why she called me August, why she was obsessed with watching me, Maybe she used to write letters to her husband, and that's why she was <laughs> she was clutching the letter opener that night. For a small moment, I felt better. Things always feel better when they make more sense. Honey, is everything okay? It was my wife. I think so, I said. I took the first shower I had taken in years that night. I didn't even jump when the curtains rung, dragged across a shower rod when my wife entered. But as she embraced me under the hot water, one Ooh. question. <laughs> a little saucy action, a little smoky. Steamy. One, one question wouldn't leave my head. How come the young woman in that wedding photo looks exactly like my wife? Oh, oh fuck. Oh, in like the fuck. middle... That like was a the, lot of build-up. <laughs> I know, that was a lot. Like, the very last part kind of gave me goosebumps. Like, it kind of made me jostle. Yeah, little, that, that but... just made me, like, chill a little bit. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it did. Nope. One thing I did like is that it was a little too Donna Tardy. You know what I mean? A little too Yeah, those. no, for sure it was a little Donna Tardy, but I like... I'd like but also hate that they added the detail that he had the time to grab underwear while he was running out. Because yeah. if I was scared shitless, no way I'm grabbing underwear. I'm going straight out that door butt-ass naked. I don't give a fuck how cold it is. 
<laughs> cut. Yeah. It's just like walking out with your little feet wiener out. Yeah, like I'm just running and I'm like, oh, underwear. And then grab it. <laughs> no, I'm running straight out. Straight out. <laughs> you know, the police will get you before you even get to your friend's house. Yeah, it's like, I'm not streaking, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running away from an old lady in my bathroom. <laughs> Oh fuck! And the lady oh looks god. like my wife. Oh my god, dude! I, dude, was the old lady naked because she was horny for her husband? Dude, she was solid horny though. That was hot. She had, you know, she was. <laughs> Did dead you say for, that was hot? <laughs> she she was dead for four years, but that pussy was wet. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was steaming. Mm-hmm. Oh, we shouldn't be talking about pussy on this podcast. Nope, no pussy podcast. That's for the. That's for the other one <laughs> yeah for our secret podcast for all the horny people dude that's a solid um, nine out of ten for me that yeah was, it was I, a lot of build-up but it was worth it yeah i liked it nine i actually would give it an 8.5 out of 10 i think Fair it enough. was a little unnecessarily wordy like a lot of exposition for yeah. that yeah, i feel like they probably could have done without that they probably could have just said i showered scary oop yeah but i think i think it did help that it was verbose like it kind of like built it up to the moment like it was like building the lego blocks yeah 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 no completely but yeah pretty good pretty good i like that okay so i'm gonna tell a short story um just because we're you know we're we're hitting the end of halloween right now so we'll go ahead hit the Hit the shorter stories. This one is called mm-hmm. Void. This was made December 23rd, 2015 by Anonymous. Mm-hmm. The darkness. It's all there is. This deep, endless black that would make a moonless night seem blindingly bright. Never would I have imagined that such a darkness as this could exist. But it does. And now it's all I know. I stopped searching for the light a long time ago. It's kind of funny, because I actually thought I knew darkness before. I was wrong. Pain. It's all I feel. There are many types of pain in this universe. That which accompanies a desperate need to breathe, met with a complete lack of oxygen. The sharp sting of a hunger and thirst that will never be satisfied. The dull, icy ache of complete, isolated loneliness. Heart-wrenching regret mind-numbing emotions which have the power to completely overwhelm the soul anger sadness fear i feel them all they consume me and override my senses until my body and mind feel as if they've reached a breaking point but the thing is i never snap this whole time i have remained intact I want so desperately to make it stop to end this excuse of an existence but i don't know how and something deep inside me knows that this will never end. The agony will continue as I fall deeper into this icy void forever. I thought I knew pain before. I was wrong. The memories. These are my only foothold to sanity, and this sanity is one that is quickly quickly slipping from my grasp, because every minute I can feel them sliding away. I've already lost so many. I don't know where I was born or anything about my childhood for that matter. I can't remember any family or friends or pets, and the only thing I know regarding my age is that I'm an adult. Doesn't really sound like it. Or was I an, <laughs> or was an adult? 
I'm not sure how age works here or if it's even significant. Seeing your memories drift away into a void is a pain only few of the living he have to come to know. It is a horrible sense. Imagine everything that ever mattered to you just vanishing, your own view of your entire life becoming an insignificant blur right before your eyes. I've seen it, and it's lost beside, beyond anything I could have ever imagined. It's called ice Alzheimer's. I thought I knew loss before. I was wrong. The only thing I can remember clearly is the water. The dark, cold, emotionless, unforgiving water. The way it reached up and swallowed me into this endless iciness. I can remember the fear. The way it squeezed my throat with phalanges stronger than those of any creature in existence. The feeling of my lungs burning for the air I would never find. The feeling that it still hasn't stopped. None of these were the most unbearable. The truly awful thing was the sinking. I remember watching distorted the light of the sun drift further and further away from me. I remember the darkness closing in as I was consumed by the cold realization that I would never get back to the surface. I remember the last time I reached up, extending my arm toward the almost non-existent light. In my mind, I begged, I pleaded with some almighty force to pull me out of this darkness, but my requests were only met with black, icy hopelessness. The sight of the silhouettes of my outstretched hand being consumed by darkness was my last. I knew now that no help would ever come, and then there was nothing. That's when I had given up, when I had stopped fighting, allowing myself to be consumed by the blackness. God, how I wish I'd kept fighting. The thing is, I expected light after that. I'd always been taught that death is nothing but a door to the next life. A never-ending, peaceful, easy existence. I patiently awaited this, and waited, and waited. For so long, I searched for the legendary bright aura that beckons us out of life. But all I found was darkness. Any trace of hope I had left slipped away along with any hint that light had never existed. My world continued to get more black and cold to a point that no living soul could ever imagine possibly. That's how I reached this place. We always thought we knew what's waiting for us after death. So many have come to expect warmth and happiness when they leave the physical world. Humanity had come to think we reached some better place where we could rest peacefully once the toils of our life had reached an end. We always had a thought we could spend death with the ones we love, laughing and smiling into eternal eternity. Well, I've seen what really waits for us. I'm living it. It is now in my existence. And believe me, you were wrong. The end. Wow. So, edgelord. A... Little edgelord over here. <laughs> it's a little bit tumblery. Little... Yeah, it's a little bit of that nothing waits for us in the afterlife <laughs> type beat. What a good way to end our podcast. Just sweet, sweet darkness and loneliness. Yeah, sweet, sweet darkness. But um, that... Let that loneliness succumb you. <laughs> Existentialism. Existential crisis. Did you want to read one more? Do you have time? How much yeah, time let's, are let's we? Go ahead. Let's go ahead and kick it, dude. Kick we it in the groin. Let's go ahead and kick it in the groin. It's Halloween, baby. Halloween. Halloweeners. Go ahead and hit us with a, with a little baby. A little baby story. All right. Let's go look for a tiny one. Yeah, sure. 
And remember, if you like this podcast, you can order from firstleaf.com. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be doing this when they're not paying us. They will pay us one day, I promise. I swear. One day they will. And Twisted Tea. Uh, come on. Twisted Tea. Come on. Twisted Tea. I want to try Twisted Tea. Do you think yeah. it's available here? Oh, it's available in all your local grocery stores, such as Walmart, Target, and Whole Foods. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't you find see, one. See how good we'd be, Twisted Tea? I'll keep the audience busy while you keep looking. All right, I'll um, go look for a Tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, once upon a time, uh, I was in um, junior high, and... We had to we had to play dodgeball. Okay. And mm -hmm. so there's this one super tall kid, you know, one of those kids that uh that all right, I got it. You don't have to tell them <laughs> yeah. this terrible story. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go go hit that pen, you little shit. <laughs> you think you're so cool with your little with your little vape? You know, hey, vape hey. kills. Go ahead, tell the story. <laughs> All right. Such a terrible thing. That's the title. And also what I, I'm telling you. Um, Fair enough. There has been many rumors of a shooting star that was supposed to take place today. All these rumors had me on edge all day. And I was still fidgeting on my seat, even though I knew it would be fine. And nothing would happen. It was lunchtime when the school shooting was supposed to happen. And that's where I find myself right now. All I can think is that a school shooting would be such a terrible thing. Oh my god, if this is going the direction it's going. Can I see a trigger warning real quick. Yeah. <laughs> trigger warning. Trigger warning guns, probably a lot of murder, blood, children dying. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I see a kid open his backpack and maybe it's him. Maybe it's the kid standing in the lunch line right now. The shady kids hanging out at the back of the cafeteria. I'm just sitting there zoning out and thinking about all the possible things that could happen. Then somebody yells, he has a gun. There's silence. And then panic screams till the air is both shred to. Oh, I honestly hate this. Like, I Aww. need to get trigger warning as well. <laughs> yeah. You know how it ends. This isn't even a scary um, story. It's it just like how we live life. Is it that person? My hand slips and the school shooting. Yeah, he's like, the school shooting would be such a terrible thing. But I think as I stand up pulling a gun out of my jacket, such a terrible thing. Wow, this is the real edgelord over here. Little, little foster the people pumped up kicks over here. Uh, I hate him. You know he what? Pro Let's... <laughs> he probably he probably listens to Imagine Dragons to get amped up. Yeah, yeah. Does he like Imagine Dragons? He probably does. He like Imagine Dragons. If he does, then he can imagine me dragging these nuts across his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it specifically his forehead? <laughs> Hey, that was the bit. That was the three episode long bit that I had to carry on my shoulders. Nobody asked you to carry it on your shoulders. Ooh, we got him. 
Got him. What a we ended this so badly. No, no, we but... can save it. We can save it. Let's talk about horror. Let's talk about horror movie picks for our listeners. What they All need right. to watch if for the spooky season. All right. So if you're looking for something, okay, let's start with like the our top three. Yeah. Like, actually, like spooky. Spooky. Okay. Actually, spooky. Okay. Yeah. No, uh-huh. like you say one, I say one, and then we say one together <laughs> at the same time. Our wavelength. Okay, sure. Do it. Okay. Sure. So you my first. first pick is one of my favorite scary movies of all time, even though it's beloved by a lot of people, including Vanessa Hudgens' character in Band Slam. And my top number one pick for horror movie film is Evil Dead 2. It's the perfect blend of creepy comedy and practical effects rather than the CGI blood that you see everywhere. I love that movie so much. Bruce Campbell is so good in it. Yeah, that's my number one. I approve I approve it because Megan Thee Stallion also loves that movie. And no I No way. No way. Yeah, that's her favorite scary movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. Stop being in love with her right now. <laughs> I call dibs. Um okay. All right, my favorite horror film is Shudder, 2003. It's a thigh movie. It's the best. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Is it tie? Tie. Yeah. Tie. Like, I feel like tie is like you don't say. I say, yeah, whatever. I'm a little drunk. Um, Shudder is. I've heard. I've heard really good things about Shudder. Yeah, it builds up yeah. to the best ending and it's so creepy like I can't, i'm Ooh. i've been putting out watching it because i'm so freaked out by it but all yeah. at the same time it's so good it's the best ever all right yeah. let's say our favorite let's say our favorite wait thing. no we we have to say our second one our second one remember it's three no. so we both say our top oh, two right. yeah okay, okay okay so my number two spot is Monster House because it's legitimately <laughs> creepy, but also for children. That is a really good movie to me. It's okay. really fucking good. Yeah. It is pretty good. Um Okay. Okay. So my second favorite one is Is it The Grudge? Grudge. The one Ju on or the Grudge? With Sadak. No, like the Japanese Grudge. Yeah, Ju on. Ju on. That's what it's called. J U O N, because there was one where the grudge Ju on fight the ring girl, like it's like a Freddy versus Jason, but oh. for the Japanese girls. Well, I'm just talking about the grudge because mm-hmm. I think that's one of the scariest shit. I love Asian horror films. I think Asian horror I films are the top tier, dude. Top tier, bro. If you yeah. haven't seen one Asian horror film, then are you even living? What was that one that we watched about the two sisters? Yeah, the Tale of Two Sisters. Tale of Two Sisters, so good. That was mind-blowing as well. Yeah, that was a big twist for me because they filmed it in an odd way. Yeah, is that that the third one? That's our third one. Yeah. Tale of Two Sisters. Tale of Two Sisters is probably one of the more, uh, like, shocking horror movies I've seen in a while because a lot of them rely on jump scares, but this This one was just, like, Psychological, psychological right? yeah. yeah. Fully psychological. Very. It's so good. I, mean, I, I love say, Asian horror movies. <laughs> yeah, Asian horror movies. If there's any takeaway from this podcast tonight, 
is that Asian horror mo- movies are the the choice. They are and a one. If you're gonna watch a scary store a movie, it's either an Asian horror movie or it's Monster House. There's no there's no there's in no between. in between. No, no, it's either Monster House or an Asian movie. Or Megan Thee Stallion's favorite movie. Or yeah, Evil yeah. Dead too, baby. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Any last sayings before we hit this one off? We are spreading joy on this Halloween Eve. Yes, I'm spreading ma'am. joy. We are spreading the joy like it's the clap. Don't lace people's candy, but also don't, do- don't give don't don't go trick or treating because there's Corona. My little brother calls it Corona eight nineteen. <laughs> 819? That's scarier. That's (laughs) even scarier than 19. That means there's been 819. Yeah, he calls it Corona. Corona 819. Kronos virus. That's scary. (laughs) That's terrifying. (laughs) Um. Well, is that it? We love you. Mm -hmm. We love you. And And you guys have a safe Halloween. May your Eve be spooky, baby. Be your Eve spooky and wear a mask and social distance. Yes, sir. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Boom, baby. Boom.